Hello, I'm TC. I'm JJ. And I'm Toy Story. And this is The Geek Beat, presented by the Long Island Comic Guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll turn it over to our on the, on the beat reporter, Mr. Toy Story. For the whoa, 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 what's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you all yeah. right? Yeah, I'm fine. All right. Everyone Thank was you, laughing, Mr. so I laughed too. Yeah, so it's funny. We're fun. We're excited for this. Oh, yeah. on location. Just like was last There's only 14 people watching anyway. It's fine. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Right, right. <laughs> All right. It's going to go up this week because Toy Story's doing it, not me. That's right. No, yeah, his, let's, let's his, not... his was only 20 also. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into it. All right, so first up. Colin and Casey Jost have reportedly been hired to write a new TMNT live action movie for Paramount Pictures. I don't know what that's going to look like. What's that? that no, it's not going to. No, but I kind of like that picture. <laughs> that made yeah, me... it's, it's live action. It's going to be exactly like that. That made me happy today when I found this. <laughs> that's funny. So there's no word yet on whether it's going to be a reboot or a continuation of the Michael Bay movies, but Bay's currently listed as a producer, so there'll probably be a little bit of his, uh, his yeah. stuff in there. Now, who are these guys? I mean, these are the guys here. Who have they done anything else? Colin uh, and Casey Jost. Colin Jost is is Mr. Scarlett Johansson. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's SNL. He's yeah. like a big SNL name. He's the Weekend Update guy. Yeah, okay. and his brother Casey is he. He works with um, Impractical Jokers. <laughs> oh, does he? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he he's, he's, he's part of that show. Okay. So maybe one of those guys will be in it. <laughs> cool. Did you guys see the Michael Bay movies? Uh, I saw the first one, I think. I didn't see the second one. Is that the they ones where they were big, right? They were like oversized turtles? Yeah, they weren't yeah. very good. Yeah. I'm only recently getting into turtles. I'm reading the original series, but I've never seen those movies or any of the other Have movies. Have you seen the original turtle movies? No, I've never done, looked at anything turtles. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh -huh. except for the IDW series a couple of years ago, which is very So cool. Elite Comics tell you, tells you turtles are cool, so now you're going to read it? <laughs> <laughs> That's his favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right, I guess we'll see how that turns out. I mean, Michael Bay, who knows, but we'll see. I mean, the original cartoon was the best. And the, yeah. the first movie is is so good. It's actually a fantastic movie. The That's first why movie. I put that image, because I love the cartoon. Mm -hmm. Nice, we'll see. All right, moving on. And I might butcher this name, but Cobra Kai's Zolo Mariduena is currently in negotiations to portray Jamie Ray's, a.k.a. the Blue I think it's Mary Duenya, but you're close enough. Mary Duenya? Yeah, I think so. Cool. So in negotiations to portray Jamie Ray's, a.k.a. the Blue Beetle, for an HBO Max series. Yeah. I actually just sold uh, the first appearance of him not in the costume for like 10 bucks, and it's <laughs> nice. going for like 25 It's fine, though. Nice. You can't, you can't, can't win them all. Yeah. I don't I don't know anything about this. Does he have powers? I don't know anything about this character. It's like a suit. It's I think it's more like a, a suit, but it's like I think it has like some Egyptian like it's a scarab. Like it comes from like this blue scarab, I think that's what they call it. And he mm -hmm. gets endowed with some powers. It's uh I read this I read the series it's from. It's from Infinite Crisis. I think it's four three and five mm -hmm. are his first appearances. The three I think is him as Zolo, and then five uh, as him as Jamie Reyes, and then the fifth one is him in the like Blue Beetle costume. It's cool. um, it's a good series. Um, it, Blue Beetle is the original Blue Beetle, and like 
um, Booster Gold are always supposedly like buddies and stuff like that. So hopefully this means we might see Booster Gold too. But who knows? Well, when you say original, because you know, for, I, I did a little reading up on this guy today, uh, this character, this Blue Beetle. Like this is one of the old. They say this is one of the oldest superheroes. He's very old. Yeah, from he's, ni- he's 19, old age. 1939. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely predate. Like this is a, a, a maybe the third iteration of Blue Beetle. I think. Hmm. Interesting. Because yeah, I don't even think the one who's buddies with um with Booster Gold is the first one. I think that's like the second Blue Beetle. But I don't know enough about Blue Beetle to be yeah. quoted from that, but I'm pretty sure that's... Yeah, I, I need to study up on DC stuff in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, interesting. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully after the Flash movie, it'll be a necessity. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> cool. All right, next up, we have... Everybody's heard this lately, but Disney's released a preview for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, a two-night yeah. immersive adventure. Voyage's beginning in spring 2022 for approximately $2 billion per person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, JJ, you got some information on this, right? So, yeah, I mean, I've got a little bit of info on it. So, um, you know, they've, they've already put out, you know, what these cabins are going for. You so, know, to be clear, it's literally, it's just a hotel, right? It's a hotel, two days maximum. It's and it's and everything is is spelled out like you've got an itinerary, and that's you've got to live by that. And they even showed, I, I didn't even get the uh, the screenshot for the itinerary, but everything's mapped out. You know, hour by hour, of what you're going to do. Um, they tell you what to bring. You know, they want they they're going to encourage people to, to either buy or bring your own Star Wars outfits to wear. Um, you know, this is one of the standard cabins. You know, sleeps four to five. It's oh, got thank all God, the there's a hair dryer. Yep. There's no windows. The windows are actually uh, TV screens behind the windows. That's you know, it's going to show space and planets and everything else going by. So. I don't know if people are going to be liking that. I mean, some people, you know, most people I think would like to see some kind of daylight. Um, but, I don't you know, care about that. the standard is the smallest one, smallest. And then you go to the galaxy class, which is a little bit bigger. Um, it's got more beds. You can fit more people in there. Um, and you've got your, you know, your mini fridge and your hair dryer. And then you've got your grand suite, which is like a two bedroom type of deal. Um, and, uh, you know, the pricing is crazy. Um, you know, you're, you know, family of four. I mean, you're looking at about six grand, at least six grand. I mean, that's not going to include anything you're going to buy there. Um, foods included, drinks are included, so it's it's all inclusive. Um, but you know, you, you yeah, got to pay expensive. You got to so pay for three, that. It's three thousand dollars a day, though. Yep, and you got and you got to pay the money for you know the merchandise and stuff. You know, I, you, hopefully there's like gold leaf ice cream included in this. <laughs> It's it's a little nuts. So if you wanted to go with someone else, it's twenty four hundred dollars essentially per person. Yeah, yep. I mean, I think our best uh, best case chance is the three of us go and have to split it. Like yeah, seriously, uh, like two grand a piece. You know, you save like four hundred bucks per night. It's it's this is going to price a lot of people out. I mean, these prices are more money just than going to the park itself. So yeah, you know, this is a. These are elite type of people that are going to be able to go to this. Yeah, it's so cool. It's, though. It's, well, I mean, like, that's that's what they want. It, it, the craziest part is, is people who still aren't, who can't afford to do this, are still going to do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, yeah. there's all it's, there's a whole story background. So once you get on board, you know, on board, you know, there's there, you're going to follow a storyline. You know, everything from determining what happened, you know, what happens in, cool. on the ship. Yeah. So there's like, I mean, it's cool stuff. how immersive it is. I mean, like. 
I'm not going to lie. It probably is worth it at the end of the day. It um, might be. I'm curious to see how this is going to be, you know. I mean, I don't – like, I wouldn't spend this much to go with my family. I'm not going to lie to you because, no. like, nobody's going to enjoy it. Like, maybe if my daughter gets a little older and into it, like, it would be worth it. But like, So what would you guys spend like, on this, like, realistically? I mean, like, $6,000 is what I spent, like, the last time we went to, like – an on-property Disney hotel for like a week. Yeah. Was me and my, me, and my wife, and my daughter. Yeah, and that was like included park admission and like probably the food as well. And this is two nights. Yeah, and this is two and nights. you don't even get to go into the park for this. No, this is just strictly. And then you're, I mean, you're two days. You can't stay any longer than two days, and not let you know it's. And you're stuck in this thing. You can't leave. I'm sure if you there know? was like a, a, an emergency, you could, but. I'm curious to see what they do because apparently part of the trip that you, you do take an exclusive transport to the planet of uh, Batu. So that's we'll, the park, right? I oh, guess. So you do get to go to the park one day. So I, I, yeah, I guess that's what happens, but can you leave the park? I don't know. This is too this is too much for me. This is totally something I would do, and I think all of us would do. But it's just that's that's a lot. So do we know if that new um, that new concept lightsaber is going to be available only through this? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know about that. Because I was thinking about that. Because I was I was telling actually telling somebody about that new lightsaber that's a like pretty much a fully functioning lightsaber that like really turns on. So I th honestly that's the thing I want most is I want one of those. <laughs> Yep, it's Galactic Cruiser, it looks like. That's, That's cool. Crazy. Well, uh, if you whoever goes first, let us know because yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be us. Not, Man. not us. Man, not that's us. awesome. All right, we'll see how it is. I mean, we might that, have it starts. Uh, it, it starts taking people in spring of 2022, right? Correct. Yeah, correct. We, we, we might all be uh, dishing out some money next year. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up, South Park news. This was really big. So the South Park creators, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, have gotten $900 million to make six more seasons of the show, plus 14 made for Paramount Plus movies. Now, this was coming at a time when a lot of people thought that South Park was um, kind of coming towards the end because they haven't been doing too many episodes, and they've been kind of hinting at it for a while. So this was, honestly, for me, like, I watched the show for a while. This was a big surprise. I don't, I mean, see, I don't see the show ever going away. You can't. I mean, it's they got could do whatever the hell they want, you know. Like, yeah, and they have. I mean, they could hit any topic, and it, and it's not going to really phase anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's dwindled for sure, though, right? I mean, like, I feel it, like it rides waves. Like the last two specials were excellent, but they only did two specials this whole year. They didn't yeah. even do a full season. I mean, it's. I remember, it, like, it came out like around when I was in high school. What did it come out? Like ninety eight or something like that, or ninety seven? Yeah. yeah. And like, it was huge then, and then I, I feel like it like died down in like the mid 2000s yeah but i mean the same thing i mean same thing happened with family guy family guy was super hot like mm -hmm. when i was in college like like it got canceled twice and yeah. then like people were like watching it on like the reruns and like family guys like this is amazing we have to renew this so yeah i mean you know this has always had like a huge like cult following i feel like maybe it's not cult but i feel like there's a lot of people who are who love south park i know bojo is one who's like a huge South Park fan. He's like, I've always enjoyed it. When I watch it, it's it's very good. But like, I'm not like a regular watcher. Right. I'm the same way as you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to follow it. I mean, that's great news for them. I didn't I didn't think there was somebody who was willing to pay nine hundred million dollars for crazy. South Park. Yeah. I mean, the fourteen movies is is pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's basically what they want. They want those fourteen, you know, exclusive to Paramount Plus. So. Yeah. 
Have you yeah. guys ever seen the documentary about how they make an episode? I've seen parts of it. It's it's pretty you, crazy. It takes them a long time to do it, right? No. So even even if you're not like ardent fans of the show, it's worth a watch. So the episodes come out on Wednesday nights. They begin the episodes the previous Thursday. Mm. So they go into the writer's room and they're like, okay, what's this week's episode going to be about? Oh, so like how we do our show. Essentially. <laughs> but they make the whole episode in literally six days. And so this documentary takes you through like all six days and it's crazy. They work up literally up until like half an hour before it premieres on it. It's crazy. Well, I mean, a lot of that, that's how they're really able to stay current with everything that they do mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's probably how they get away with, you know, uh, what is it, the FCC or the people that, yeah, yeah, you know, manage that type of stuff. It's hysterical. They have someone who specifically whose job it is to call like the network and say, okay, can we say this? Can we say this? And then report back. <laughs> Like, That's oh, cool. you can't say this, but you could say this if you take out this part. <laughs> yeah, so I'm very I'm very excited about this. I think it's going to be good. All right. All right. All right, moving on. So courtesy of our buddy John, it was recently yes. revealed. John and he, I want to give N. him a special shout out. He cool. says we never shout him out. We'll shout John, out John. This N. is for you, John. John <laughs> it was recently revealed in Batman Urban Legends that Tim Drake is by. Yeah, very interesting. They're, so what's uh, Batman Urban Legends? I don't actually know what that is. I, I've never read the story. It's, I, a, it's a book. So for people who possibly don't know um, who Tim Drake is, he's the third Robin, I think. Mm -hmm. He's the third, right? He came before Damien, but after Jason Todd, right? Correct. I think. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just trying to get more um, inclusivity, I guess. Mm -hmm. So uh, anybody, I, apparently, so I was reading something that, and I added this news because John shared it and I saw it. But um, I guess it was kind of hinted at years ago, and they just kind of let it die. And then, like, I guess recently in this book, like, he, like, asked some boy out to, like, on a date. So, but I don't know, like, why it's giving the thing that he likes guys and girls. But apparently they made that clarifying. Did point. they ever, ever have any romantic stories with him? With I, I don't even know. I thought he was into, like... Spoiler, some chick named Spoiler. I thought he was into, so maybe that's why they're saying like he likes guys and girls. But mm -hmm. hey, listen, if it if it gets more people reading comic books, whatever it takes at this point, that's that's my stance on it at least. Mm -hmm. um, all right, cool. Um, so what did we have next? JJ, do you want to talk about Eternal Con a little bit? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. let's do that, and then we'll end with Suicide Squad. Eternal Con, yes. Uh, local show here on Long Island. Uh, it was this past weekend. Um, what was that? I don't know. The, At Hofstra University. Hofstra University. Um, I went Sunday. Uh, it was, what is it? Saturday and Sunday. So I went to the Sunday show. Listen, it was um, it was nice to be at a show. Um, there was a lot of people, a lot of booths. Was there a big uh, comic book presence? There were there were some. There, yeah, uh, I'm gonna say there was. It was it was enough. Um, what I saw a lot. It looked like. Do you know when? Have you guys ever been to like a, a swap meet when people just lay their crap out and there it all is? There were quite a lot of those boots. It just looked like to me that they are just. They just laid their crap out on a table. Like garage sale type stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll I'll add a little bit to this. So I think, there, they did have some trouble getting vendors. Uh, because we were originally so for 2020 for people who don't know we were planning on actually on um, vendoring at the 2020 eternal con 
Right. Uh, they asked us and, you know, we weren't, you know, we sold a lot between various, you know, IG lives and, you know, through other um, outlets, we sold a lot of comic books. So we just didn't really have the inventory to do it. And on top of that, I wasn't going to be here. You guys weren't really interested in, in doing it either. Uh, it was kind of like last minute. So, you know, I think there was a lot of people who originally were going to do it, who decided not to. I think some celebrities dropped out. I heard some rumblings about whether those were celebrities were actually booked, similar to another show we talked about <laughs> recently. But um, yeah, that's what I know about it. But you, you know, so what was like the vibe there? Like, was it like, how did it feel? You, you, people, people were there to you know to to buy stuff. You know, the, I saw a lot of people in line for the in the celebrity section. So when you first walk into the place, so you you start up on the upstairs. Yeah. And on the upstairs, you had, you know, as you walked in, right-hand side, it was all the, the cosplayers, like the 501st were there, and the droids, and Star Trek, and all those people. Um, and then to the left, they had somewhat of an artist alley. Um, to be honest with you, the only guy I knew was our buddy Kreese. Um, yeah. The other people, I had no idea who they were. And the other people there were, you know, people selling pins and just their own homemade, you know, their whole... Home, homemade stuff um so that was on the upstairs um and then you had to go downstairs for the rest of the show where they had the vehicles you know the batman batmobiles and kit from knight rider and all that stuff um and then you had the vendor boots you know majority of it there were some comic book vendors you know our friend kyle was there um i think needleman was there the other guy I think that was him. comics and statues yeah, I think he was. I saw on Instagram he was. Yeah, it was a big. He had a big booth, um, and then there was a few other ones we saw that I saw. A lot of pops, um, but the but the, where the where the the actors and the actresses were, you know, you had people like Amy Joe Johnson, Ray Fisher was there. Um, I didn't actually get to see him. He wasn't there when we got there. Dean Kane was supposed to be there. He canceled. Um, that was who I was talking about. <laughs> right. Um, a couple dudes from the Warriors, the same guys that show up to every New York one. But there was a there was a lot of guys, a lot of people there from Red uh, Red Dead Redemption, the video game. Like and voice actors. Voice actors. Great game. Their boot, their lines were huge. Oh wow! I was a little shocked about them. Like they had the longest, the, the longest lines. Was it was it Michael Nolan? Is it, not Michael Nolan? Is it um the guy who does Drake? Isn't he one of the voices for that game? The, from the Uncharted games, Nathan Drake. I forgot. It's something Nolan. I can't remember. Uh, his I don't name is. remember those guys who they was there, but I think um, he's a voice for that too. Yeah, um, that girl Tammy from Neverending Story. I felt bad. She she's beautiful. If you ever seen her in person, she's beautiful. Yeah, she, she is no, really beautiful. She had nobody at her. She had no nobody at her table. But um, and then you had Red Brown from the seventies, Captain America, and um, uh, Jackson Bos Boswick, who was the Captain Marvel from the seventies. And they didn't have that many people at their at their booth, but yeah, the Red the Red Dead Redemption had probably the biggest lines. How was uh, Amy Jo Johnson's line? Because she I didn't, didn't, even, I didn't I, she was I didn't see her either. Uh, her booth, that's her table was better. It was a little yeah. weird, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, you know, there were some cards, some you know, the uh, non sports cards and sports cards. One or two tables of those. How was prices? A lot of the price on books were expensive. You know, um, the wall books, the wall books were, were outrageous. And I, there was one book I, I, I was asking and the guy didn't want to budge on it. Um, it was a small booth, um, 
but he wasn't budging on. He's like, oh, that's my firm price. I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I walked away. Um, yeah, I mean, I wasn't there that long. You know, there was a lot of people. Um, but it was nice to be at a show. Yeah, I we, we forgot to talk about this last episode, but yeah, we did. Uh, um, when when Toy Story and I went to Terrificon, so I think it was. You know what? I don't. I, I want to ask you guys. Do you think it's just that the prices aren't where we want them to be, or is it that just people are overpricing what it should be? It's a combination of both, I think. Probably right. Because like a lot of the prices that I see at these booths that I was looking at. I go on my phone on eBay and I could buy cheaper on eBay. Yep. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, that's a problem. Like it's like they, they don't even check like what's a realistic price. Mm. Yep. yep. So I don't know. It could be a combination of the two, but could be also we just we just yeah, like we, just we know historical. It it yeah. could be that we also just like know historical pricing and we're like oh that's too much you know even if it's going for that. Yeah, that's kind of the way I was looking at it too, and. I, th- I know this is a separate issue too. Something that really bothered me about Terrificon that I wanted to talk about last time is I forgot how much I hate um, like these creator, um, like the creator like um, rep-, rep tables, like all these people who are with like reps, like, you know, I, I don't want to call them out, but like I, I hate that whole process because, you know, there's people there and like, oh, we only sign at this time. And like, yeah. like Terrificon was such a small show. And they're like, we only sign in the first hour and the last hour of the show. I was like, and he's literally sitting there. There's nobody there. And like, yeah. you're not doing anything. I was like, I'm asking you to sign one book. Like, I understand when, because people take advantage also, there's like people who come up and like, hey, I have 300 books for you to sign. It's just like, all right, well, I wouldn't want to do that either. But it, it just really <laughs> frustrates me, like the whole process, and and that's almost like why I hate going to the bigger shows, and that's why, like honestly, I hang out with like a lot of the you know um, you know unrepresented artists, like you know Chris Campana and people like that, who we can just actually have a conversation with, and you know, like even like some of the lines for people, like I I honestly don't care about Donny Cates at all, like I don't want him to sign any of my books, like like any book that I had that was valuable by Donny Cates, I've sold it a long time ago, like. Like, I don't understand why he's got, like, 75 people on his line. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> it's just, I mean, if you like him and you want him to sign your book, sure. But it's just, it's a very frustrating process that all these, like, you know, art art rep and, you know, writer reps um, make people jump through all these hoops now. And, yeah, like, I get they need help, but it seems like it, it's not servicing <laughs> to the fans. Do you know something else that bothered me on the show? So, um the guy that runs Big Apple Con, I forget what his name is. Our friend Mike Carbonara. So he was there. He had his booth, Big Apple Con booth, and it was pretty I, large. He's he's affiliated with with the people that do this. Yeah, job. but you know, you would think a guy like that, who's it's not your own show, and it could be your own show. You know, he may do the same thing on his own show, but like his booth looked like a garage sale. Like things were just spewed all over, and it just there was no organization to it. He That's, had these. He had these big glass like displays, you know, on the table with things inside of it, and like it was all jumbled up, and it just it bothered me. I was like, well, why would I want to buy anything from you if you take care of your crap like this? It's, it's that, that's that's always been his mo. It's, I know it just, but it, it you know it's, that was what bothered me the most of some of these booths. It looks like they just threw their crap on a table and go for it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna. I mean. You're not going to budge on price or anything like that, but it looks like this. 
I, I mean, I know for a fact me and Toy Story had a similar situation where there were certain people where it just looked like the way they had their books. I mean, just like the smell that was coming off some of them. And, you know, we wore our masks, like walking around Terrificon for the most part. But like just yeah. looking at the books, you can see like they're dirty. And it's just like, yeah. like you can tell people who the, the vendors who take care of their stuff and the ones that don't. It's just like, I'm just good. <laughs> yeah, masks were required to get in. Like you, everybody had to wear them. Yeah. Which was interesting. Well, it's good. It's getting crazy out there again. All right. Well, hopefully we'll have more um, more positive things. What was your favorite part? Let's end on a positive note of the show. Just being at another show. Just being at the show. I mean, okay. just, just being able to get and just interacting, seeing people I haven't seen in a bit. You know what I mean? That's fair. That, yeah, that was I, I'm, I'm bummed out. I didn't get to see uh, Mike, our buddy from Cape Justice Jewelry. I haven't seen him in forever. Where was he at? He had a booth there somewhere. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know where it was exactly. And then, oh. you know, I probably would have spent half my time hanging out at Cliff's uh, from Lost for Toys as and that's, well. That's and where I, you know, I spent probably the most amount of time was hanging out with him for a bit. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so you guys want to talk about this new movie that came out for a little bit? Which Let's movie do is it. That? Oh, yeah. Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. So did anybody actually go to the theater to see this? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, was it in the theater? It was, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, who wants to take it away? I I, I actually like this movie. I know Are you surprised that you liked it? No, no. Um, because I mean, from everything I saw, it's you know people liked it. It got good reviews. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say it was one of the greatest movies ever, but I liked it. It was fun. It was a fun movie. I liked it better than the other Suicide Squad. The first yeah, Suicide not Squad. Not a very high bar, but... Yeah. Uh, it's not. But, you know, I, I, the characters on this, they... they, It was more... It was comedic. It was action. It it had a little bit of everything. And I, I like movies like that. I like a fun movie where it starts off fun and it keeps you going the whole time. What I really liked about this is it wasn't a complex story. Nope. Like complex stories, they can be interesting, but they, but like sometimes it's nice to just like, we have a thing to do, let's go do the thing, and this is what happened along the way, which is essentially what this was, you know. It had a very like expendables vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Yep. It did. Yeah, it was just like, all right, we have to go save this thing or go do this thing and the mission, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it was. It, I mean, I thought it was okay. I would. You're, you're not the biggest fan. No, no, I, I would say it was okay. Like I thought, teetering on good, maybe. Um, I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. I enjoyed it. You know, I watched it with my wife. We watched it from home. Someone was saying, "Oh, like uh, our buddy Dan Worms." It's like, "Oh, I, I think you'd have, feel differently if you went to go see it in the theater." I was like, "I don't think I would." I was like, "I have like a eighty-inch TV. It's big enough." Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the story was okay. I, you know, it was it, like you're saying, it was simple, and I think it would have messed it up if it got tried to get too complex. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe if you want to, uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, if you haven't seen it yet, maybe mm -hmm. skip ahead like five yeah. minutes, but the fact that everyone died in the very beginning, other than the obvious two characters, um, was not surprising at all. Like I was a little bit bummed out by Boomerang dying. I'm not going to lie. He's the only that, one that, that I didn't want to die. That was probably my most, I was most upset about that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, everyone else, um, they were pretty much expected to die um, yeah. from me. Um, so who do you guys think kind of like the people who like stole the show here? Can I, can I go first? Yeah, go. No. 
this, absolutely. This Excellent. is my boy. This is my Excellent. boy right here. I yeah. love this character. And I understand um, people people be like, oh, you know, he's he's in the comic book. You know, the, he was a hammerhead here and a different type of shark here. The, this this is King Shark to me. This this he hit it. Yeah, I mean Sylvester Stallone definitely uh, deserves some props for this. That's quite possibly one of his greatest rules. It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, uh, I thought I thought the whole main cast was very very strong. Even like John Cena, like it's I, I don't know. I found it hysterical. I thought yeah, the John, jokes. I think John Cena was fantastic. I nothing I mean, annoys me more than forced humor, and I didn't feel like any of this humor was forced. He no, was funny. It was, it he was, was it, funny. It was very. Yeah, it was very the the comedy was written very well. Um, he was fantastic. Him and Idris Elba were fantastic. I mean, oh Idris Elba is fantastic in everything he does. Um, I really love Polka Dot Man. Yeah, Polka Dot Man crazy. was hilarious. The the thing with his mother uh-huh. was was fantastic. That was a great idea. Um, the girl who's a rat catcher, I really like her too. I think she. I was going to say, I think she's my she was a, one a big up. And, I, I feel like she didn't. She could have had opportunity to do. And, and you know, I, I'll take that back. I don't think she had the. I think she had the right amount of lines and opportunity. I think she's gonna grow into a, a pretty big actress and and stuff like that. I, I think this is a good, you know, like bringing to the masses kind of uh, performance for her. I'm gonna tell you who I just don't like. I don't like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I just, she doesn't. I, I don't enjoy her as Harley Quinn at all. And I think that's what kills a lot of these movies for me. Um, I don't. Th- it just doesn't fit for me. It doesn't vibe. I, I can't. I can't explain it any better than that. I don't think she's a bad actress. I just don't think she's right for the role. I I, I know what you're saying, and I can't pinpoint exactly why. But yeah, and I, I, and I, I agree. With I you can't on give that. you a reason. I just don't. It's she's just not Harley Quinn for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but, um, J- John Cena was like, have you seen him do interviews? Like he's he's usually dressed up doing interviews. Yeah. As peacemaker, apparently there's and, like an ongoing joke. Like he's like, "Are you sleeping in that thing?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm doing more than sleeping in it." And, <laughs> and he stays and, in and character. Like, uh, James Gunn will like chime in on tweets at that point. He's like, "John, please, that's enough." <laughs> it's his. I didn't realize like he was funny. He's a funny dude. No, he is. He's. I, I've seen him do some comedy stuff before. Yeah. He's actually pretty funny. I'm so excited for this show. Yeah, he's gonna get his own show. I think it's oh, uh, yeah. it's well deserved. But James Gunn's kind of a bummer. Too. He uh, he killed the other guy, but I, I felt like uh, it's funny that guy Joel Kinnaman. I feel like they've been pushing that guy to be like a big star since like the mid two thousands, and this was basically like the death touch to his career. They're like, we're just killing your career now because I feel bad for the guy. He's been in like they 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 pushed him in like that RoboCop reboot. Mm-hmm. He was in House of Cards and like. You know, he was in the first one in a bomb, and like nothing seems to take off for this guy. And they're just like, Yeah, we're just gonna kill him. Back. <laughs> so, 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 what do you guys, what do you guys think about uh, this character? Scared the crap <laughs> you know, out of me. To you know who that honest. was? Yeah, that was the uh, the gun, the brother. Yeah, the brother. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. Uh, I, I feel like we'll is... probably see him again in um, in the John Cena movie. In the that thing is in my nightmares. The, the, this <laughs> kid. I when I first saw him, I was like dying laughing because I thought it was hysterical. Yeah, like weasel. Like he he's the he's the um, he's the rocket raccoon of the DC world now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think he's gonna last that long. <laughs> I um I knew like people like Pete Davidson were gonna last about five minutes in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, the, the other guy too, the guy who played Yandu, I was like, he's not lasting long in this yeah. movie either. The javelin guy, like people who I would have called dying right away were like pretty much all the people that died. Yeah. And the guy who, um, 
the Nathan, guy who detached himself. That was Nathan, like Nathan, right? Villian, Nathan yeah. Villian. Yeah, I love him. But yeah. I, I don't know why people do. I, I've never seen that show he was on, but like if he was really that good, he'd probably get more work, right? Yeah. Uh, he's like, got a lot of work. He's he's got a you know he was on Firefly. He's doing a he's got a cop show now called The Rookie. On like yeah, ABC. And that's, it was great. And wasn't I he on a show it. right before that that also got canceled? Like I feel like he's like the king yeah, Ca- of canceled. <laughs> he Ca- well, he was Castle for like nine seasons. Yeah. Like I, I like know. him. He's a good actor, and I think he just wanted to do this because he asked to be. He wanted to be a superhero movie. Well, he's he's buddies with James Gunn. He was yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy also. Yep. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's the guy who um, Groot like sticks the two fingers up his nose and throws it. I mean, he was. I didn't think I realized that. You don't see him, but yeah, that was his voice. Yeah, there was a lot of characters from Guardians of the Galaxy in this, and even even Mantis was in it. Mm -hmm. Who was she? She was the girl in the red dress dancing in the uh, the gentlemen's club. Oh, I missed that. They focus on her too. They follow her. Like it was very it was a very strange scene because the (laughs) camera like focused on her, and that was that's Mantis. Well, it was cool that they got. uh, Drax to be in the whole movie. A star? Is that the star guy you're talking about? No, the guy with the the knife, Drax. Yeah, was he in it? Yeah, he's in the whole movie. He was just standing still. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going. <laughs> what did you guys think of the villain in this movie? The the the, the giant starfish. Yeah, from the cover of Brave and the Bold, uh, whatever. <laughs> 36? 30, 30, 38? 38, 38. Oh my god, I was, I was like, oh, that's awesome. First Justice League? <laughs> it yeah. was very comic accurate. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. Oh my god. They did not meant, like try and movie that up at all. Yeah, it was like, it was kind of gross, but at the same time, it kind of accurate. It was, yeah. it was a little like, you know, I expected like the violence and stuff like that. The, um, the experiment parts, I was like, oh, this is a little gruesome. Like when they got yeah. into like all the different like experiments that that guy was running. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if, you want to talk, could... if you want to talk violence, I mean the whole the jungle scene with the with the peacemaker and the other guy. Oh, that, that was that was like, everybody. for me. That was the best scene in the movie. The whole the best. That for me that that was fantastic. He's like, oh, we have all these like freedom fighters. They're like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, we didn't we didn't see them. <laughs> like that was just great. It was um, oh, my God. yeah, it was, it, was, it was an enjoyable movie for sure. So one cool thing about Harley that I learned after the fact that scene where she was chained up and she did the thing to get the keys. She really did that. That was that was Margot Robbie. Yeah, she did the whole thing. Yeah, I believe it. Mm-hmm. That's oh. I mean that's cool. I just don't I don't know. I don't like the voice. I think maybe. But. It's, she's it's different. She's yeah. I, I'd like. I don't know who you could put in that role. I, I don't. I don't. It's tough. It, it is a tough role because mm-hmm. she's very. It's a very distinctive character, and you got to play it right. Who? Uh, what, what? What kind of grades were given? Who goes first? All right, I'll go first because I feel like I I never usually go first with these. Yeah. Nope. I I'm gonna go seven five. All right, that's respectable. Yeah. I, I was I was teetering in between seven and eight, and I was like seven five. So enjoyable, okay. definitely recommend watching. Um, so you liked it more than I thought. Yeah, I did. I thought you were I, about to give it like a six or something. No, I think seven five is good. I think there was a lot of good things. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that I didn't enjoy, but mm-hmm. like that whole like I feel like that military background you could have even done without like those people. But I guess you needed more people for them to go. <laughs> Uh, all, right, all right, I'm gonna give it an eight zero, and I'm only deducting points for that guy because he was in my nightmares. <laughs> oh, all right. 
I was going to go with Nine O. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I, King Shark was a big deal for. I love King it's Shark. So funny. And you know, I, it's funny because you know, I, you guys know, like every time I would find the first appearance of King Shark, I would buy it. Yeah, you know, I know. That, that's I a five. That. That's a five. It's a ten, was at the time of like a ten dollar book, and I, yeah. I must have like thirty copies of it. It's, it's and, not a ten dollar book anymore. No, it's like <laughs> I see it for like eighty five. It's weird, yeah. but I'm not. I'm not playing. I don't want to give mine up because I like. It's a fun. It's a fun character. And I mean, you should sell some of them. <laughs> Just the whole gang was great. I love the whole gang. That's what I'm going to. I liked, I liked most of them. <laughs> good it was stuff. A, it was good. It was it was a great uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two and a half. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so, yeah. so do you think this this is gonna be is this a game changer for DC or not yet in my opinion? I'm I think this is a good this is a good step forward. Step, okay. Yeah. Uh, what was the last thing they did before this? Birds of Prey. Yeah, that's so right. this was definitely a great step forward. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's it's a step in the right direction for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a game changer yet. Let's see what they do with like the bigger characters. I like stuff like this, and I, I know we're taking a long time on this now, but when you get into characters like this, like you have a little bit more freedom and like to be playful. And I think that's why James Gunn liked doing like the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that, because you know, there's a lot less pressure. You know, people don't know who these people are. So it's like, you know, you have a lot of civil liberties and like, yeah, like even if you mess something up a little bit, if you do it well and you do it funny, you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, when people really know a character, like, you know, when you get into trying to mess with Batman and Superman and, you know, people like that, people, you're going to make a lot of people really angry if you, if you mess them up too much. So, well, let's, let, let's hope the Schneider cut comes out soon. <laughs> the Schneider cut. This movie of what he didn't do this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's it for the Geek Beat. I'm TC. I'm JJ, and I'm Toy Story. And thanks for getting geeky with us.